Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Uh, my name is Elisa Keaton, and this is a special episode today. We are in a special season and felt appropriate for me to come back and just tell you, I guess to share with you, not tell you, but share with you what I feel God has been saying um, and doing, and hopefully also just encourage you in this time in the spirit of this ministry. You know, it's a holistic thing. You are feeling all kinds of things, embodying the gospel in all kinds of ways. So I want to um, get a chance to talk with you today in real time, in real time. And I hope it encourages you. Before I get talking, I do want to remind Platoon 25. <laughs> oh my goodness. If there was ever a time, <laughs> ever a time on the earth that we, man, we thought COVID was enough of a catalyst to bring health to the forefront of people's mind. And that's true. That's interesting, right? That's a physical thing. It's a, a virus. Our bodies were, are sick um, and nobody wants to be sick. And then at the same time, we've got this, this new thing that God has given us uh, that is revealed to us that needs healing and this racial injustice, which that's a hidden thing, right? Wouldn't it be like God to use both of these things for his end purpose of good, which we believe he is. So yeah, the world is in need. Nothing would give us greater joy than to walk with you and disciple you in this leadership training of becoming a Revelation Wellness instructor and bringing the hope of the gospel to people who have bodies. And their bodies are going to feel and are feeling, man, generations of pain and things that are stuck in us. Neural pathways, lies we believe, thoughts that we have that have been passed down through generations. But God is the God of renewal and revival. So I just say, Platoon 25, it's our first online at-home program ever. You can do this anywhere in the world. I'm just excited to meet with you. And we'll do it. We're going to give you the best we got. So swipe up to find out more about Platoon 25 instructor training. Um, man, I just get excited. I get the chills because all of this is lining up. All of this is lining up. God is serious about spreading the gospel. We know the Bible says that he is waiting for everyone to hear. He is patient that all would know of him. And uh, I want to I wanna be that messenger, and perhaps you do too. So swipe up and find out more. Okay. So it's been a couple weeks, maybe almost three, probably by the time you're hearing this, everything has shifted, everything. Anyone feel like, I felt like prior to COVID, the world was spinning in one direction, like just spinning as we do, going to work and going to school and having our dreams and podcasting, doing all the things, you know, good life. And then with COVID, it just kind of slowed down. And now I feel with what we are seeing here with the Black Lives Matter movement and the racial injustice, it's as if the world has stopped. The pain, the hurt, I, I just, we feel it, we feel it. And I'm telling you right now, you are not getting out of this unscathed. 
the immense tension energy that it's being transmitted through the airwaves right now of people that are hurting and sad whether you're on social media i mean the only way you cannot be affected by this is you have not you don't know about it <laughs> you're off the grid you're just living somewhere on the land where you aren't hearing this podcast but because you are hearing news and often a lot of it being bad news it is in you and it vibrates at a frequency of illness in many ways thoughts of overcoming overwhelming depression hopelessness anger bitterness rage justification all those things come up and here's what i want to say today let it come up in a way like don't try to paint over it let's not be whitewashed tombs so whatever you are feeling in this time maybe it's anger maybe you just you just you don't see it or you don't you know it makes you uncomfortable feel that what i love about it is that i've already we've been training you this is the place to be uncomfortable <laughs> this is where you get comfortable being uncomfortable right so this state of maybe shock or confusion and overwhelm. Well, here's what I want to encourage us with today. It's Ecclesiastes 3. For everything, there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak and a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. This is written by Solomon. It really is, it's a poem of opposition and tension. Now remember, Solomon is the wisest man who has ever lived. Whether you believe that as truth or fable, it really doesn't matter. It's this, this knowing that he was a rich man experiencing things we know that whether he was the wisest of all well the bible says it i believe it he asked for it and god gave it to him and then gave him riches which is a whole nother amazing story right like pray for the things that are first and most and eternal ask for the things that will last riches will come and go but wisdom oof the world is built on wisdom he's a wise man and he could write a poem like this to kind of say, and, and commentators say at this point, he was about 30 years or so into his reign and it was 40 year reign. And Solomon wasn't the greatest, the perfect king either, as none of us are. Jesus is the perfect king. He was able to reflect on his life and go, you know what, here's what I know. There seems to be highs and lows, everything working at perfect time and tension. Do you notice that? All of these things work in opposition and tension, a time to be born and a time to die. Huh. Time to born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck, right? Think about that. And I've done a teaching a while back. I encourage you to go listen to it. I think it's called Rain and Rule. And it, we talk about we were born for this. We were born for opposition and tension. We weren't born for pain. 
we weren't born for pain. In Genesis 1 and 2, God gives us, designs us, and creates everything for us. He tells us, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and take dominion. To subdue and take dominion, those are military words, which means you have an opposition. You have an opposer. There's a snake that's going to come slithering up soon. God was telling him, preparing him for the opposition. And wherever there is opposition, that creates tension. Take a rubber band in your hand. Pull it in opposite directions. You get more tension. <laughs> God has created all things in tension. And this is what Solomon is bringing to the forefront in his wisdom and saying, hey, this is just part of it. This is all part of life. You're going to experience all of this. So we have to take time to feel what we're feeling and even to be aware of our thoughts. This is what all the things we're doing here has been just getting you to a point where you could become an observer of your life, where you can start with you. Yeah, there's problems at work and home life and finances and the world economy, all that that's going to spin around. But where it begins is with you. And you, with the Spirit of God in you, sinks you down into a sober mind, a place where you can feel and think and know what you know and feel what you feel. So take that time because we cannot heal what's not revealed. So God reveals something to us. And now we are being given a gift of healing, given the gift of healing. You know, anxiety and depression has a lot to do with unfelt or processed or metabolized grief. So perhaps you've already moved through grief. Yeah. Awesome. But what, what's what's the motive now? What's the next thing? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to give you a little little tool to apply to know: Are you really listening, and are you really learning? I'll let you kind of check that out in a second. But before I move there, for those that are still, you're sad. Sad is okay. Sad is not a something God despises. You're not. You're not off the mark. But here's what I would encourage you not to do, and that is to build monuments to the pain. Build monuments to God. Ebenezer stones, build altars, things that you know God has done it. Even in your grief, come back to the source of life. Right now, more than ever, we show the hope of Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ's love that compels us to move forward. Now that we know, we can heal. Now that we know. It's such a gift. To be aware is, is a gift. And it, it will feel, the enemy will expose, in exposure he shames. And shame shoulds. Shame will say, well, you should do this, and you should have done this. You really should. That is, that's not God's heart. It's that type of shooting that actually causes us more anxiety, more grief, and we just shove it down. Or we busy ourselves and project it's other people's problems. Everybody, this is our problem. And here's the good news. In the kingdom, there are no problems. 
It's only opportunities and possibilities. The God of the universe is never without recourse. Be in it, feel it, believe it, move through it. So in this time of tension that we're feeling, and, and honestly, this is going to play out in relationships and home. It all just comes out in weird ways. When we're in opposition and tension, if we don't know how to hold it, which you all do, because you do revving the word and RevWell TV and all the things that we make this physical experience manifest itself in a spiritual reality for us, because we are spiritual beings. Huh. We have a body. We are a spiritual being. We are a soul. God had a dream and wrapped skin on it. And that's you. And now here we are walking through tension. So as a disciple, as someone who is listening, wanting to learn, because that's what the definition of a disciple, someone who has raised their hand and said, I follow Christ. This is what the church is called to do. We follow Christ. What next, Papa? What next, God? What do you want to do? What's my role? Stop, drop, and roll. You ever heard that? Stop what you're doing. In pain, stop what you're doing. Drop to your knees, get a new perspective, and ask the question, what's my role? In a season of tension, stop, drop, what's my role? Then listen, because God will speak because you're a disciple, you're a learner. That's what a disciple does is they learn. They never, never, never stop learning in every circumstance, even the ones that you can pull out your list and your checkbook and checks and balances of why someone deserves what they deserve, that you can listen and learn, that you remove the speck from your own eye before you call it out in someone else. We're all in on this. And as far as racial injustice goes, if you think you have nothing to learn, you've missed it. <laughs> you missed it. And that's okay. If you, I hope you don't stop falling. I hope you don't stop doing the workout. But if I've just pushed on something, know this, I love you. And I want to see the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, integrated, connected, working in one accord, but we got to get healthy. Love God, get healthy, be whole, love others. That get healthy, we are in a get healthy season. It's messy. Getting healthy is never pretty. <laughs> All kinds of bodily fluids and sore muscles and cranky moments and grumble moments, but your wholeness is on the line. We must take the time to feel so we can heal. And in your healing season, here's how you know you're ready to move out. You ready? Okay. The acronym is called LEARN. Listen or LEARN. The L stands for listen. L, listen. Become a listener. Be a listener. Be a listener. Close the mouth. Close the mouth and listen. And this is for everyone. But often God allows and highlights a specific people group with pain so that we can listen. And it, it'll, you gotta swallow the pill. You gotta swallow the pill, the pride pill. <laughs> it'll bring healing. 
to listen. Now, here's the thing. The next thing is an E, which stands for empathy. You can't just listen just as like a gratuitous thing, kind of flippantly. You want to listen to empathize. Put your empathy cap on. I have to do this a lot in my home with my children. <laughs> my husband, too. Not just listen. First of all, I have to listen, right? I'm probably the talker in our home, hence the podcast producing, <laughs> the teaching, the, the leading, the instructing. So listening is something I continually have to work on. I have to be aware. That's why, hey, everyone, life hack. Do the be still and be loved. If you don't have a practice of listening, and that's all meditation is, that's all stillness is, is just to settle down and listen to your breath. Listen. Like, listen beyond just you talking or anyone else talking to you. Because the Spirit of God compels, whispers, and calls us. So listen. Have a practice of listening. Oof, I mean this. Use the be still and be loves. We, this is the season, y'all. If the bones are going to rise up and come together and we're going to see revival on the earth, the Spirit of God poured out on all flesh, it will go to those who are listening. Not just to those who are leading. Not just to those who have done big things for God. Or listening. Humble yourself. And listen with empathy on your mind. And the word empathy or the, the, the idea of empathy means that you have to listen with the intent of being in their shoes, of putting yourself in their shoes. So here's the good news. You have the Holy Spirit, so you have to pray, God, I'm going to listen. Would you give me the ears to hear as you know? Not as I think, but as you know, God. It's crazy. Okay, I'm going to share a personal story. With this empathy thing, you know, I have, have um, a father who I love him, I honor him, but I'm not very close to him because I have a bias about him. I just do like it's been a hard life <laughs> it's been hard um, things expectations things ways he could meet my needs he just can't and it's very hard it's a hard relationship I'm not like on bad terms but also not on great terms um, I love him but and I, I say this because I became aware how a lot of pain comes into the people with poverty, where there's poverty, it makes sense, where you don't, this is why God, Jesus says, I came to bring good news to the poor. The poor feel, that's all they hear is bad news. Debt, illness, sickness, stealing, destruction. Poverty is the belly of a beast in many ways. And then I realized when it came to my father, my father has overcome extreme poverty in his life. Extreme. Like, you guys, I shouldn't be seated in this house talking to you on a, in a podcast and a Mac computer and all these, these privileges that have come my way because of 
My father had the ability to get out of poverty physically, <laughs> not necessarily emotionally or spiritually. He got himself, he went to college, he overcame some great adversity. I mean, honestly, he grew up in a shack. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't, I'm not exaggerating. I remember going to my grandmother's house when I was a child and being scared. Like it was, the, everything creaked. The, the, the house was very thin. There was, the walls were thin. It was on a mountaintop, kind of in northern part of Arizona. It's just, it was a poor town, a poor mining town. Um, and somehow, my father, out of four brothers, was able to come out of poverty. Like he came out, he went to college. And got you know, went with education. He was, and and so did I think one other brother. But it it changed things. It changed a course for. It gave opportunity for me. And so, in empathy, in my relationship with my father, wherever you feel like you could blame someone else for something, that's what I'm talking about. If we, once we get empathy, we're able to see their story, and then we're like, wow, wait a minute. It, it's the heart of Christ. It's not sympathy. It's empathy. Empathy gets in the story to understand. So that's what the E stands for. It's to listen with empathy. And then A is to acknowledge. Acknowledging what the person is saying or what you are seeing. Just to acknowledge. Acknowledge that, wow, um, they were oppressed. The black community has been oppressed for over 400 years. And we've all just been kind of quiet and not on purpose. And I think we know that. We're not calling up people and do this on purpose. We've just been comfortably numb, sedated. All our resources, all the things that we think are are showing we're evolved people but man god slowed the world down stopped spinning it in one direction to start spinning it another one but this is a time of revival I truly believe that but we have to acknowledge there has been pain so in a conversation with someone you can acknowledge what you're hearing so if you're listening and then you want to listen with from their perspective their story, their experience, and then acknowledge what you are hearing them say. So I hear you saying you're upset because I took the car and didn't tell you. I, and I hear you saying that you missed your doctor's appointment because I took the car. I hear you saying that was frustrating for you. Is there anything else? Like you want to acknowledge and say, is there anything else? That's why right now people, we, this is not a one and done with racial injustice. We got to do our work. We have to read. And by the way, the, the black person, every black person is not our, is not our teacher. Like they're not responsible. It's great to have friendships. And I hope you do, but it's our responsibility to start reading. And we're going to put some resources in the show notes to swipe up and you can get reading <laughs> podcasts you can listen to. 
And it's okay. You're not, we're not looking for experts on this, but just to say, I want my heart tender towards this. So I want to acknowledge it. I want to be blind to this. And then recognizing. When you recognize something, you're saying, not only acknowledging what has happened, but recognizing how that must have made someone feel. Recognizing someone's feelings is a huge pivot for freedom. If you want unity with someone, recognize how they're feeling. Because that's why discord happens is because people are fighting for their own view to be heard and seen and validated. And validated sometimes doesn't mean I need to be right. I just need to be heard. I just need to be heard. There are many things where I'm like, I don't need to be right. I just need to know that you hear me. So you recognize that you can hear. I hear this is what you're saying. This LEARN acronym works in all relationships, everyone. I'm not just talking about on this social issue of racial injustice. I'm talking about everything because this is the, the, the big issue of racial injustice is just highlighting the, the, the core the core issue is that we have lived separate from God, ourselves, and others. We have not been learning, listening, empathizing, acknowledging, God, you are true. Recognizing, this is hard, God, but I trust you. Recognize. Reckon yourself. Recognize. There's another R in this LEARN acronym, and it's an optional one. And I, I bring this to anyone who is in authority. If you are a father of a child, mother of a child, if you are a boss, you have coworkers, anywhere that you hold a place of authority, you can hope any way to redirect the, the conversation or the issue in a positive place. What's the opportunity and possibilities? How do we redirect this heavy thing towards the kingdom? And often it's just letting someone have a vote in. What do you think we can do? How can I do that better? What's some process we should put in place? What's something we can work on? Redirect so that we're not, again, just building monuments to pain. We actually go, okay, what? what's my role? Redirect towards the role. As a parent, your role is not to suppress your child and oppress your child and demand them to obey you. Listen, that works. That's, but that's shooting on someone and it just causes shame. So instead, it's how do I move this so that they know that this is good Something good's going to come of this. And here's how we can be better because of this. Come on. You guys, I'm, I'm not, this is not concept. I, I live this out. And I don't always live it perfectly. But my marriage should be dead in the water. <laughs> my children have faced Goliaths and we still are facing them. But this is how we face. We learn, we learn, we learn. Because in everything, God is teaching. Everything. He's not like loading up our schoolwork so we stay busy to whom much is given much will be required and much will come of it so listen phd in god so redirect how can we redirect this towards what is 
excellent, noble, praiseworthy. And it doesn't mean like redirected as in totally change the subject. It's how do we point this towards the kingdom? Because that's what repentance does. It doesn't change the issue. It puts the issue in new light. In light of God's love and goodness and faithfulness and plan to increase and multiply on the earth. It's the way we use tension for growth. And then N is my favorite. My favorite. Ready? This is my favorite. Non-negotiable love. It's unconditional. I'm going to love you. I love you. I love you. Nothing changes. Non-negotiable love is who Christ is, a disciple, follower of Christ. And I know that's who you are because you are doing these podcasts. You are a disciple. You are compelled by the love of Christ to lace up your shoes and go. And you know what's drawing you to it? Love. (laughs) Love. It's love so that for every season, you're ready in and out of season, whether it's a season of love or hate, war or peace. You're ready. Nothing would give me greater joy. Nothing gives me greater joy than for you to be ready with the gospel of peace. Learn. You're a learner. (laughs) So God, we thank you so much. Um, We thank you that you're a good father. You only expose to heal whatever is hurting us. You know, and you have no intention of just getting us to amble and stumble through. We are here to run a race. So we lift our head, God, we're you place on us a wreath of victory because of what Christ did on the cross. Lord, I pray right now that you would use every person that's listening with breath in their lungs and a body that moves. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them, God. If you want more of this, turn your palms up and say, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with more of you. Yeah, thank you, God. Fill us with more of you. (sighs) Give us empathy, listening ears, the ability to acknowledge and recognize and put our roots deep in the soil of love that even though a seed goes in the ground and dies, that there will be much fruit from death. God, we pray in Jesus' name that, that hate, discrimination, racism ceases in Jesus' name. Huh. Pray, God, for a healing, a cooling to come to those who are hurting right now and to those who are arms folded and rebellious and hard-hearted, God, We ask, Father, that you would hem them in and humble them to come hear the shepherd's voice that brings them into the fold, that you are taking us into a new place, a new season. We want to be there for that. 
And we thank you, God, and pray for truly for healing right now for people who have aching feet and backs, tormented minds. Jesus, heal, heal. Bring your healing love into all parts of people that are hurting. We speak to blood disease and bone disease in Jesus' name. Eradicate. Bring all the blood levels to where they need to be and heal the bones that are broken. Bones that ache and hurt. God, give us resources. Let us know what to do to live out healing in our own homes, our lives. More sleep, more, more water, more right things to eat, God. Down to the basics, the nuts and bolts. Integrate us, God. Open our eyes to hear and be learners. We're listening. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.